Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator here. I am super excited that you decided to spend just a little bit of your Sunday morning with us uh, this week as we are smack dab in the middle of this three-week talk, conversation, what have you, whatever you want to call it, called Why Christmas? So one of the things that we've been doing is we've just been asking some questions about why Christmas? What is this thing called Christmas? What is this thing that we do? Why do we stop? every year to take time out to celebrate and to remember and to spend time with our family and friends that we may not see throughout the year, that we may not actually interact with throughout any other times in our year. Why do we actually stop and do this? Furthermore, we've just been talking about Christmas and some of our attitudes toward the Christmas time of year and the Christmas season. Because some of you are really into Christmas and you're decorating and you're throwing parties and you're hanging out. Some of you are Scrooges, right? Like I'm kind of a Scrooge when it comes to Christmas at times, even though I'm getting more and more into the Christmas time of year. In fact, me and Caitlin actually uh, just came back last night. We flew in from Detroit, landed about eight, eight o'clock or so. We had our annual holiday gathering that we've done for the last 10 years up in Detroit. It was a really fun experience, and we just got to take in the holiday season. And so that's why we're doing that, right? We've been asking questions kind of related to Christmas, and why do we do this? Furthermore, last week we kicked off and we asked this question, hey, why do we stop to remember? Why is it so important that we actually physically hit the pause button in our life and stop to remember this time of year, stop to reflect during this time of year? Why do we stop to remember? And this week, we're going to ask a different question, and this week's question might actually be my favorite question that we're going to ask throughout our time together, because I think this, when we understand this, when we understand how real this is, how real the events of Christmas are, that we can actually have a different perspective than we had before. So here's the question for today, and I think it's going to be so key for us to just zone in and understand this together here at DHC. Here's the question. Why is it controversial, right? Why is Christmas controversial to some people? Not only the modern day holiday known as Christmas, but the events of the first Christmas, the actual birth of the Messiah to this earth. Why is Christmas controversial? Shouldn't we just celebrate the fact that Jesus came? And should we believe in him that we can actually now be made whole, be made right with God the Father? How is it controversial to some? But before we actually look at how it's controversial and how God, just in my opinion, addressed some of those controversies, I want to talk about a couple of modern-day controversies related to Christmas. You might even know some of these controversies that are out there because especially related to the local church and especially related to Christians, a lot of times people think that Christmas is just controversial and there's a lot of controversy surrounding right this event. Let me talk about some modern-day controversies. Here's one. Try this one on for size. The use of Xmas, okay? Now, specifically related to Christians, right? A lot of people are up in arms over this. Why? Because we've taken the word Christ out of Christmas. I didn't even know what this meant, right, until I did it one time and someone like lambasted me. And they're like, you can't do that and take the Christ out of Christmas. I was like, well, I was just saving a little room on the card. I had just a little spot, right? I didn't have room to write it all. But there's a big controversy, right? Some people really up in arms about this. Here's another one, that it's just over the course of time become too commercialized, right? That after 
after Halloween on November 1st, bring out the Christmas decor. Macy's is ready to go. Sometimes it's even before Halloween. People are just going, this is something that I'm just, I just think is controversial. It's just become too commercialized, Christmas has. And then, furthermore, this one a couple years ago. Now, hold on to your seats because this one's something, okay? I did not know what a big deal these things were until they changed them, and people lost their ever-loving minds over Starbucks cups, right? And you saw this a couple of years ago, right? Because this happened. You remember this? And like people just lost their mind. I didn't know what the big deal was, right? The people lost their minds over this. There wasn't the words Merry Christmas or snowflakes or trees. I don't know what they wanted on there, but people lost their mind over this. Big deal, big controversy. Here's another one, which is so key. And if you've been around downtown Harbor Church for any of the holiday season in our past couple of years, you know that this is a big deal for us around here because this thing that I'm about to put on the screen is really transformative to your life if you allow this to, you know, kind of penetrate your heart during the holiday season. But this is a big controversy. Some people don't want anything to do with this. The song Christmas Shoes, okay? Like, I mean, you've had, you, you, the kid wants to buy his shoes for his mama, and then, you know, I mean, and then she's about to die, and you're going, this is, how did, how did this get here, right? This is now my holiday season. How did I end up here, right? Big controversy. And then furthermore, this is a, this is a big one, right? This phrase is really important to people, right? Happy holidays. This has been something that's out there, and I mean, there's more holidays, you know, during this time of year than Christmas. You got Thanksgiving and Happy New Year, New Year's Day, and so there's a lot of holidays. But people, if you don't say the words Merry Christmas, and by the way, I'm a Merry Christmas kind of a guy. I love saying it. But there are people who are up in arms over this. Lots of controversy surrounding Christmas. The truth is, the fact of the matter is, is that this controversy is not new. This, contro this controversy is not fresh. Dare I say, there has been controversy about Christmas for a long, long time time. And here's where the controversy comes in. This is so key for us to understand and kind of digest together, right? It's controversy. We ask the question, why is it controversial, right? Here's what we believe is at the very simple, is in the very simplest form, the answer to this question, right? Here's, here's the answer. It is controversial, right? Christmas is controversial because it's what? Unbelievable. It should not have happened. It's not possible for a virgin to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit and to give birth to the Messiah, the risen Savior to a broken world. This is not possible. These events are unbelievable. Therefore, because, at least to some of us, because these events are so unbelievable, we just kind of distance ourselves from them. And we're like, this shouldn't have happened. This isn't physically possible. So we tend to, over the course of time, and people over the course of time, have started to develop opinions about these unbelievable events. One of the opinions that's out there is this, is that it's a, it's a myth. This did not happen. This is one big fairy tale. This is one big nursery rhyme, right? These events were not real people in a real place in a real time. It's a myth. This did not happen. Furthermore, back in the day, another reason that it was so controversial and that people are like, I can't understand this, was because it took so long, right? It's controversial because it took so long. These ancient Jewish people had been waiting for a risen Messiah, for a Savior, for a long, long time. God, 
Why did you promise us this in the books of Genesis, in the Bible, the Old, Old Testament? And here we are thousands of years later. It's taken so long. In fact, in Genesis 12, 3, it says this, I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God continues to go on in 2 Samuel, and he talks about, right, the coming of the Messiah. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, to secede you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. It's controversial because it took so long. They were like, where's this Messiah that's coming? Where's this thing that's going to come and save us all? Where's this guy? Where is he? And then it's controversial because when Jesus finally came, it wasn't what the Jewish people expected. These Jewish people were waiting for a Messiah. It's controversial because of what the Jewish people expected. They didn't expect a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Do you know what they wanted? They wanted a warrior. They wanted a king, somebody who was going to rule with an iron fist. They didn't expect Jesus to come and speak a message of hope and restoration and redemption and love and grace and truth. They didn't expect any of that. They wanted a warrior, somebody with a shield and a staff to go and rule over them. That's what they expected. There's been controversy around Christmas for a long, long time. So we just want to establish that. And we just want to say together here as we unpack this today, we just want to kind of openly admit it. Yes, it's surrounded by controversy. It just is. Whenever you have miracles or events that some would consider to be unbelievable, right? There's controversy that surrounds those events. But here's what I want you to know about the controversy, which is so key for all of us to understand. Just because it's controversial, right? Just because there's controversy that surrounds it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. A lot of times we think when things are controversial that they can't happen. Because we just want to kind of say this because we believe this and we want to admit this, right, about the controversy surrounding Christmas. It is controversial because it's unbelievable. And it's so unbelievable that it never should have happened. The answers to these questions and these statements are yes, it is unbelievable. It should not have happened, but it did. And Jesus came to this earth proving that he was the Messiah that a people had been waiting for. In fact, we around here kind of say that these events were unbelievable, but they were unbelievably what? Remarkable, so powerful so transformative, the beginning of the new way, a change to a broken world that centered around these events that we still to this day, and a lot of us in this room kind of rack our brains about this because it's difficult for us to understand, so centered around a virgin birth, a person who could not, right, be pregnant in any physical way, was impregnated by God's spirit, 
And then these events are so unbelievable that not only is a virgin pregnant, right, but angels actually confirm this to human beings, that these spiritual beings that we'll never understand how much they mean or they matter because this is outside of our human psyche, right? Angels actually confirming these events to human beings in the flesh. And then a child is actually born. A child is actually born who lived to grow up, to change humanity as we know it. And so as we look at these unbelievable things and we just kind of go, that can't be possible. It's not possible. It's unbelievably remarkable, but Adam, it's not possible. I can't get on board with it. And I don't know if you question these events or maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and you're thinking about these events again, maybe, maybe in a fresh way for the first time, right? But these unbelievable things, we just kind of sit back and go, okay, these things that should not be possible, could it actually be true? Could it actually be true? Could the controversy not be so controversial? Could it actually be true? Now, let's just say this, okay? Let's take Mary and Joseph, right? Jesus's earthly parents. Let's take them for an example. Let's say they're nuts, okay? They're whack jobs. We don't believe their account of the story. They made this entire thing up so that they could be elevated in society. Their status could be elevated. They could, you know, kind of elevate themselves and be the parents to this Messiah who they're claiming, right? Let's just take their testimony out of it and say, okay, they're whack jobs, they're nuts. Related to the coming of the Messiah, related to Christmas, related to these events, God chose to reveal this to more people than Mary and Joseph. Because a lot of times when we talk about the myth, maybe, of the Christmas story, people go, well, his parents, they were nuts. They just wanted to elevate themselves. But God I believe, and I don't like to speak for God a lot just because he's God and I'm not, but I truly believe at the end of the day that God knew that that might be an opinion of these people, of people who would look at Mary and Joseph. So God chose to reveal these events to more people than Mary and Joseph. And the first set of people, right, that we're going to talk about that he revealed these events to were the shepherds. Now, if you've heard the Christmas story, you've probably heard of these guys before, but the shepherds were the lowliest of the low, taking care of animals. They should not have any place in this story. But the scripture goes on in Luke chapter 2. And if you have scripture, you can go ahead and take it out and turn to Luke chapter 2. If not, um, any mobile device, if you want to follow along, will be good. And if you don't have any of that, it, as always, it will be on our screens. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 19, it says this, it goes, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were what? Terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah the Lord, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. To these shepherds, the lowliest of the low, did God appear 
and share the news that the Messiah was here. And then it says that a host of angels appeared in the sky. I don't know how many a host is. Do you? Three, five? I, I don't know. Maybe it's a hundred. But I'm just saying a host of angels appeared, right? Singing glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men. And then the shepherds, right? Because they were experiencing something miraculous. You don't want to know what the scripture said that they did. It says they ran to see Jesus. They ran to this newborn king. And then after they saw him, they came back and told everybody that they knew about it, spreading the word that Jesus was here, the Messiah was here. Here's what I want you to know about these guys. These guys didn't ask for this. They never thought that they would be used by God to help spread this news. They were the outcasts of society. They were considered to be the lowest of the low, the unclean. In fact, they weren't even allowed to go into the temple because they were considered to be so unclean. And then, okay, so God reveals it to them because he knew that more people than just Mary and Joseph were going to need to know about this to kind of diminish the controversy. Well, sure enough, people probably when they heard the shepherds, because the shepherds were considered to be the outcasts of society, the lowest of the low, they probably thought, you know what? They're nuts. These guys are nuts. Like they're not, who's going to listen to these guys? They probably got beards, you know, and like food stuck in it. And you know, like, I mean, over off commercial boulevard, you probably see a couple of the shepherds sitting on the bench. Like that's probably, like that's probably what you see, right? That's probably what they think of when they think of shepherds, right? Here's the deal. I got to tell you something. I was over off commercial boulevard the other day. A guy threw like a 24 ounce, like natty light. Like when he was done with it, just right at my car. That's another story. Okay. You've been off commercial boulevard. You know about this. Just, I don't know what's going on over over there. But they probably thought, they're nuts, right? These shepherds, they're, out of, they're off their rockers. They're, they're, they're nuts. So they can go, okay, I can't believe Mary and Joseph. They're nuts. I cannot believe the shepherds. They're the outcasts of society, right? This is because I don't have enough evidence and I can't believe this. This is still controversial. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't line up. This can't be true. This is unbelievable. But I truly believe at the end of the day, God knew that. And God probably thought that people would have the exact responses that I've just kind of laid out here this morning. So he didn't stop at just including Mary and Joseph or including the shepherds. He included another group of people who were called the magi, the wise men, the wise of the time the people who were respected in culture, the people who were respected in society, who people looked up to and admired, right? In fact, these were the people who were the wealthy kind of ruling class in society. They were looked up to. Fortune 500 CEOs, people who would actually interact with people and people would go, oh my gosh, how brilliant and intelligent are these people? The wealthy, they were also scholars, right? They were smart. Man, they knew stuff. They actually were the educated people of the time. If anybody's going to listen to people, it was the wise men. It was the magi. Furthermore, what you do not know is at the old downtown Harbor Church, we kind of have what I would call a modern day magi or a modern day wise men amongst us. I don't know if you knew this. Did you know this, that we actually have a modern day wise man amongst us? Here he is. Okay, there he is. <laughs> 
don't know if you know who that is, but that's our executive director, uh, John Garippa. He's a stooge in the back of the room most times. I don't know if you know, I mean, you know, what's so funny about this is some people know this guy, some people don't. You'll see him on the way out standing by those silver boxes, right? He just does a nice job standing by those boxes, doesn't he? But I got to tell you something, this, and this is meant to be funny. In fact, this is probably the most laughs we've ever got at the downtown Harbor Church. You put up John and an alligator, right? But that's what I want you to know. This is a joke. But God revealing to the wise men, the magi, that the Messiah was born, is not. And in Matthew chapter 2, it goes on. As the wise men saw a star in the east and they began heading toward that star, they said, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The upper class of society, the wealthy, the smart. God just didn't stop at Mary and Joseph, or he didn't stop at the shepherds. He revealed this to the wise as well, the magi as well. And here's what I want you to know. These guys, much like the shepherds, they didn't ask for this. They didn't say, use me. They were busy enough. They had things to do. They had lives to live. They didn't ask for this, but God revealed it. The coming of the Messiah the events of Christmas, God revealed it to them too. And all of a sudden, you know what we have? We don't have a mom and a dad who might be off their rocker. We don't have shepherds who are considered to be the low of the low, claiming to see something that people don't even believe that they've seen. Now we have stacks of evidence and stacks of people that this has been revealed to. The upper class, the lower class, parents. We have stacks of evidence right in front of our face. And all of a sudden, when we look at this and the accounts of people being told about Jesus, that the Messiah was here, all of a sudden, the things that are controversial don't seem so controversial anymore. Things, that are, contra things are controversial, and just until they're not so controversial anymore. Things are controversial until we understand how many people kind of this was revealed to and how much evidence stacks up. There's overwhelming evidence to outweigh the controversy. There's overwhelming documentation, overwhelming historical fact that outweighs, don't miss this, outweighs the controversy. Even if there was no evidence, though, just talk about this. Even if there was no evidence, a miracle could still happen. I just truly believe at the end of the day, the evidence is just right in our face. It's so blatantly obvious. But even if there was no evidence, even if there was no historical documentation, I still believe that a miracle could still happen. And the miracle of the virgin birth of the Messiah to a world that so desperately needed one I believe, was a miraculous event that did happen. So we go back to our question. Why Christmas? Why is it controversial, right? Here is why it's so controversial. 
Because at the end of the day, as much evidence as there is to back this up, it's still a miracle. And regardless of evidence, not everyone believes in miracles. Very simply, they just don't. It's hard to believe in miracles, especially one that you're not an eyewitness to, one that you probably would never, ever see. But here's what I want you to know, because a lot of people are confused about something. A lot of people will look at the Bible, right? God's inspired word, and they'll go, you know what? There are just certain things that I don't really believe in or I'm not in for. I don't know about all of those things, right? And they go, well, if I can't believe in this, or I don't believe in the virgin birth, or I, don't, I can't be in on this, I can't be a part of this. In fact, it's kind of like a house of cards. Once we pull out one, it all comes crashing down. Here's what I want you to know. And you've probably heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again because it's one of the things we talk about around here. Christianity, right? Our faith, our religion, quote unquote, right? The thing that we follow after does not hinge on the birth of Jesus. It does not even hinge. Don't miss this. And this is controversial, what I'm about to say. It does not even hinge on the Bible, which is so key for us to understand. Christianity does not hinge on the birth of Jesus, but the resurrection of Jesus. Christianity, the Christian faith was founded after people saw someone walk the face of the earth claiming to be the Messiah, performing miracles, but then said, I know you're not going to believe me until I go do one thing. I'm going to go die and then I'm going to go come back. Then you'll believe me. That's what our faith is based upon. And he did. He was the only person in the history of humanity to conquer death, resurrected to life. That's the history of the Christian faith. That is what our faith hinges on because the birth of Jesus, as much as I believe in it, and as much as I believe in the miracle, up until the resurrection of Jesus, the birth actually meant nothing as miraculous as it was. The birth has no weight except for the resurrection. It doesn't. Even though we celebrate it, even though we remember it, even though it's controversial, until Jesus rose from the grave, he was just a guy. And that is what our faith is based upon. The resurrection of a Messiah to a broken world, proving that he was who he said that he was. So, downtown Harbor Church, every single week we put a word on the screen. We put a word up here because we want people to leave on Sunday and know exactly what to do on Monday. And the word is this. What's the practical? What do we take away from this message about the controversy of Christmas what do we take away from a message like this that's so spiritual and based on our own understanding of these events? What do we take away from this? Today, it's just a very simple one. Today is so simple, yet so profound as you work through your holiday season, as you go on your own journey through Christmas with family and friends and parties and gifts and celebrations what does it look like for you? What do we take away from this message today? I don't know where you're at. I don't even know if you've sat in this room and gone, you know what, thanks for telling me about the shepherds and the wise men and giving me some evidence, but I still don't believe in these events. I just have to tell you one thing. I do. 
And I am so transparent and so honest on this stage because I want you to understand who I am and just where my heart is. And here's what I want you to know. I believe that this miracle happened. And I believe that the miracle of the birth of Jesus to a virgin, bringing the Messiah into a broken world, is actually not that controversial after all. So what's the practical? This season, here's what we just need to do. Embrace the miracle. Embrace the miracle. Have you stopped and embraced the miracle? Have you just hit the pause button in your life and said, oh my gosh, think about what we're actually celebrating. Think about what we're actually doing. Think about how miraculous this was. Guys, I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. There are so many things, because this happened 2,000 some odd years ago. There are so many things that happened in those 2,000 years and so many people that lived. And we're not talking about any of them. Most of them we're not talking about, but we're still sitting around talking about this. We're still sitting around talking about Jesus because the miracle is real. The miracle happened. The miracle exists, confirmed through his death and resurrection. The only person ever to beat it. I just believe this. I just believe that at the end of the day, Christmas is controversial because not everybody believes in miracles. They just don't. And I wish that I could sit down and have a cup of coffee with every person who could hear my voice and just go, I know that there might be a gap between you and miracles, but if you embrace it and you understand how massive and big it is and how massive and big the events of Christmas were, I truly believe that you would be changed and that you would be different. Embrace the miracle. Let a virgin who brought a kid into this world who is the Messiah, a Jewish baby in the corner of the Mideast, allow that should you say yes to believing in him, that he is who he said that he was. Change your life. Embrace the miracle. Let me pray. Father, God, we are in awe of who you are. We're in awe of your presence. We're in awe of what you do in each one of our lives, week in and week out. Jesus, go before us. Infect our hearts, God. We love you so much. And we just say to you today, collectively at Downtown Harbor Church, with eight days to go, until that day when we celebrate your birth fully, Jesus, we just say in our hearts that we embrace the miracle. And God, I pray that if there's anybody in this room who has yet to say yes to you, that they would just in their own heart just echo after me and say, Lord Jesus, please just enter my heart and life. I believe maybe for the first time that you are God. You are who you say that you are. Fill my life with your presence and spirit. And Jesus, we know that you will be so quick to hear and answer that prayer. God, we love you. We thank you for who you are. Bless us, guide us. Hold us just in the howl of your hand. Pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen.